What is up, everybody? This is your main man, Tyler, here at the Around the Basis Podcast, here to recap the Super Regionals and get you set for the Women's College World Series from Oklahoma City this week and next week. It is super late at night, so I'm just going to fly through what I got. I'm sorry in advance, but Stanford Super Regional, Mariah Maison's 11 strikeouts plus Madison Simmons' two-run homer in the second lifted Oregon State to a 3-1 win over Stanford to move within one win away from advancing to the World Series in Oklahoma City. Grace Mesmer's two-run single in the first was the only offense Oregon State needed to advance to their second-ever Women's College World Series in Oklahoma City as they took down Stanford 2-0. It's their first trip since 2006. Congratulations to the Beavers. No shame on the Cardinal for their season that they had. Starkville Super Regional. Izzy Pacho's homer in the 8th lifted Arizona to the 3-2 win over Mississippi State to move College World Series in Oklahoma City. Game 2, Arizona scored 7 runs in the 4th to advance their 25th World Series in Oklahoma City, denying the Mississippi State Bulldogs their first trip as they took Game 2, 7-1. Congratulations to the Wildcats. I was down on them all year, but here they are in the final eight. So congratulations to them. And what a season it was for the Bulldogs getting their first ever Super Regional appearance. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough, but kudos to Mia Davidson and the rest of their team for doing what they did this season. First in program history. Moving on to the best Super Regional this weekend, the Tempe Super Regional. Danielle Williams threw all 11 innings as a ground out in the 11th, lifted Northwestern to a 4-3 win over Arizona State, leaving them a win away from the World Series in Oklahoma City. Perhaps a misguided decision by the shortstop led to that ground out uh, win, Uh, but the Wildcats will take it. Arizona State scored three runs in the eighth to keep their season alive as they took down Northwestern 7-4 to force the, if necessary, game three late Sunday night, as it's now Monday morning, Memorial Day. Danielle Williams and the Northwestern team showed their resiliency as they held off the Arizona State offense in the bottom of the seventh to advance to their first Women's College World Series in Oklahoma City since 2007 as they took down the Sun Devils 8-6 in Game 3. So kudos to the Wildcats for getting the job done on the road. Um, Certainly didn't expect them to take out Arizona State, but kudos to Danielle Williams for putting that team on their back. And carrying them to the promised land. Great season for the Sun Devils. Great things should be expected of them moving forward, but kudos to the Wildcats. Can't wait to see what you bring. Moving on to the Stillwater Super Regional. Kelly Maxwell's 13 strikeout two-header masterpiece combined with giant factors two-run single in the fifth led Oklahoma State to a 2-0 win over Clemson to put them within one win from getting back to the World Series in Oklahoma City. And then Oklahoma State became the first team to advance the World Series in Oklahoma City as they took down Clemson 5-1 in Game 2. A stellar season for the Clemson Tigers in their second full season. Unfortunately, just didn't have enough offense for the Cowgirls. (coughs) Um, 
looking. I personally, I think Oklahoma State will be in the championship series, but I'll get to that in a little bit here. But um, kudos to Kelly Maxwell. They're going to be a tough out in Oklahoma City, no doubt about it. Moving on to the Los Angeles Super Regional, Megan Faramo put UCLA on her, her back and carried them to a 3-2 win over Duke thanks to 10 strikeouts and the go-ahead two-run single in the sixth to put them within one win from advancing back to Oklahoma City. And then Delaney Wiz stayed scorching hot at the plate in this NCAA tournament as her two doubles, three RBIs, led UCLA to their record 31st Women's College World Series appearance in Oklahoma City as they took down Duke 8-2 in Game 2. Again, another fantastic season for Duke. Advancing to their first Super Regional, unfortunately, they went to the most historic program in the country. Um, came up short, but fantastic season. Excuse me, season for the Blue Devils. Um, kudos to the Bruins. Can't wait to see what they do. Moving on to the second best Super Regional, the Fayetteville Super Regional. SEC Pitcher of the Year, Shanice Dells, shut down the Texas offense to lead Arkansas to their first ever Super Regional win. 7-1, to one. that left them one win away from the World Series in Oklahoma City. They scored all their runs in the fifth and sixth inning. Innings. Haley Dulcini showed her grit and toughness. As she continued to carry the Longhorns on her back as she kept their season alive 3-1 to one, to force the if necessary game on Saturday. In a surprising start, freshman Sophia Simpson shut down the Arkansas offense that knocked out Arkansas on their own field as Texas advanced to their 7th Women's College World Series in Oklahoma City with a 3-0 victory. Second year in a row, Arkansas has been knocked out in the Super Regionals on their own field. This one was probably going to hurt worse because it went to a Game 3. But, you know, again, you, best season in the Arkansas Razorback program history. Just couldn't get the over the hump and get their first trip to the World Series, but... This is a program on the rise. They're going to be losing a lot. I'm intrigued to see what they use to retool their uh, lineup. But what a season for the Razorbacks, no doubt. Moving on to the Blacksburg Super Regional. After being suspended in the 5th due to rain in an unplayable field, they returned to the field early Saturday morning as Virginia Tech moved within one win away from the World Series in Oklahoma City as they took down Florida 6-0 in Game 1. Florida then kept their season alive, taking down Virginia Tech 7-2 to force the if-necessary game on Sunday. The big story in that game was the 7 illegal pitches called on Emma Lemley in the circle. Um... Honestly, over 90% of her pitches were technically, by the rule book illegal, but the inconsistency of that call throughout the year has been, I'm sure, well documented, not only from me, but by everyone else that just watches softball. Um, this is, it's, it's an issue that needs to be fixed, and I'm not sure what the 
solution is for that. So someone's going to have to figure it out. I, I don't have the answer, but hopefully someone does to be able to at least get some consistency on, on that call. But who knows? At least we'll have video review pretty much all over the country next year, which is great, but that has nothing to do with legal pitches. Um, best season in Hokies history went down in flames as their defense didn't help Keely Rochard, who wasn't on her best game either, as Florida advances to their 11th Women's College World Series in Oklahoma City, taking down Virginia Tech 12-0 in five innings. Keely Rochard and the Hokies deserve to be in Oklahoma City, but unfortunately they ran into a buzzsaw in Game 3. Ideally, I would say this is the best season in Hokies history, but they have been to the World Series before. So, I, that's up for you to decide as the fan or as a listener. Um, would you rate that as the Hokies' best season ever? Personally, I would say yes, even though they didn't make it to the World Series, but that's just me. Uh, Norman Super Regional. Predictably, Hope Troutline threw a no-hitter to get Oklahoma within one win away from the World Series in Oklahoma City again as they took down Central Florida 8-0 in five innings in Game 1. Game 2, Grace Lyons, two homers, four RBIs, led Oklahoma, straight, uh, blah, blah, Oklahoma to their sixth straight World Series in Oklahoma City as they are going to make the short trip to defend their national championship as they took down Central Florida 7-1 in Game 2. So the World Series field has been set. We have opening day games, starting with Texas-UCLA at noon on ESPN. I'm, that is the matchup I am looking forward to the most on opening day, because you got Haley Dulcini, Sophia Simpson against Megan Faramo and uh, Holly Azevedo. Plus there's star power in the lineups with Janae Jefferson, uh, Bree Perez, Kelly Gooden, um, Mary Iacopo. There, it's talent all over the field, but I see UCLA winning that game. And then at two thirty on ESPN, you got Northwestern Oklahoma. Danielle Williams has been carrying the Wildcats on her back. Unfortunately, I think that might catch up to her on Thursday, and I think Oklahoma's absolutely stacked offense. We'll be able to take advantage of that and be able to move on into the winner's bracket. Setting up an absolutely fantastic matchup with, in my opinion, UCLA. Uh, but we'll get to that here in a second. 7 o'clock ESPN, Oregon State, Florida. Um, I love Mariah Mazon. I love Frankie Hamoudi in the lineup. Ultimately, Florida has too much depth in the pitching circle and their lineup. Is overall just better um, for, for me personally. So I'm going to take the Gators to advance in the winner's bracket. And then the nightcap at 9.30 on ESPN, Arizona, Oklahoma State. Probably the second, my second most look forward to matchup on opening day. On Thursday, I, I, I've i been down, again, I've said I've been down on Arizona many times this year. I like what they've done in the tournament. 
but I unfortunately I think Oklahoma State's offense will be enough to carry them to the winner's bracket as that home crowd will 100% be for Oklahoma State. So I am going to take the Cowgirls to advance to winner's bracket. So then Friday at 7 on ESPN2, it would be Texas and Northwestern in an elimination game. Again, I think they've ridden Daniel Williams too much for Northwestern, so I'm going to take Texas to win that game and stay alive. 9.30 roughly on ESPN2, again, that's on Friday night. Uh, I would be Oregon State, Arizona. I would... I'm actually going to take Arizona, I mean, uh, Oregon State, excuse me, because uh, I because I like Mariah Mar- Maison, I like Frankie Moody, and I like th- what they've shown so far this season. They went into Knoxville and knocked off Tennessee, who I thought very easily could be in the World Series, but here we are. Um, so I would say uh, Oregon State keeps their season alive, moving the needle down to six teams left. At 3 o'clock on ABC on Saturday afternoon would be UCLA-Oklahoma, a game very worthy of the ABC spotlight. Um, and I, as much as I like what UCLA does, I would have to take the Sooners. Their offense is too stacked, too loaded. Their pitching is... Uh, they have the edge in pitching as well. So I will take the Sooners to advance to the bracket final, I guess I would say, if I want to call it that. Um, It would be regional final, but we're not in the regionals anymore. But uh, anyway, Uh, that would move UCLA down into bracket two in the uh, loser's bracket. Um, And then at 7 o'clock on ABC, uh, no, on ESPN Saturday uh, night, um, it would be Florida, Oklahoma State, um, and y- you know, as I think Florida won't be able to handle Kelly Maxwell, and I think Oklahoma State will get a job, the job done behind the home crowd, and advance to the bracket final, moving Florida to the losers bracket on the other side on bracket one. So at 3 o'clock on ABC Sunday, in an elimination game, I have um, Florida and Texas. Florida and Texas. Um, And in that case, I think Texas will run out of gas, and I think Florida will have plenty for them. So I would like the Gators to advance to the Final Four, or the Bracket Finals against Oklahoma. Uh, on the other side, uh, let's see, it would be UCLA and Oregon State, another Pac-12 battle at 7 o'clock, roughly on ESPN2 on Sunday. Um, I'm going to take UCLA. As much as I love what Oregon State is doing and who they have, UCLA has too much firepower to lose that game. So I will take UCLA to advance to the Final Four. And thus, moving to the Final Four on Monday, at noon on ESPN would be Oklahoma-Florida. 
and I think Oklahoma just has too much, and I think Oklahoma doesn't need the necessary game at 2.30. So I think Oklahoma will go straight to the championship series. 7 o'clock on ESPN, I think, if I remember correctly, looking at the schedule correctly, it would be Oklahoma State and UCLA. I like UCLA to force the if necessary game, but I like Oklahoma State to advance to the championship series. So I have a Bedlam championship series in Oklahoma City between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, which I know seems kind of dumb. It seems like I'm taking the home field crowd or the home team's crowd. I know how that sounds. It sounds bad. I, I know. I get it. But that's just how I see this bracket playing out. Um, game one would be Wednesday, 8.30 ESPN. I'd like Oklahoma there. Game two would be 7.30 ESPN 2, I believe, on Thursday night. I like Oklahoma State there to force the if necessary game three on Friday at 8.30 on ESPN. And I like Oklahoma to repeat as national champions and pick up their sixth national championship. So I got the Sooners. Let me know who you got. And let me know how you see the Women's College World Series playing out. Now, I will not be recording another episode again until the end of the Women's College World Series. And at the end of that, I will have a recap of the Division Three National Championship Series, the Division Two National Championship Series, and obviously a recap of the Women's College World Series. So, plenty of softball still left to go. We got more, a few more days. We are down to the final eight. Enjoy the Women's College World Series, everybody. Until the end of the World Series, signing off for now. This is your boy, Main Man Tyler, signing off for the Around the Bases podcast. Thank you for listening, everyone. Have a great week and a half. Um, and I'll catch up with you at the end of the World Series. Thank you for listening. Good night.